What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Yes, before y'all call me out, I did miss an episode last week. That was my bad. I honestly forgot what day of the week it was. And I woke up Thursday morning, got ready for work, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap, it's Thursday. I didn't I didn't record a podcast last week. So my bad. My apologies. Greatly appreciate everybody that reached out to me wondering where the episode was. And no, I didn't forget to upload it. I just forgot to record one, so... You know, it's been very busy. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail what I've been up to, just working my butt off and got some other things I've been working on. So I've been extremely busy. Uh, as for streaming, I'm, I've been like up to my neck in World of Warcraft. I haven't really been streaming it. Uh, I've been playing some iRacing still. Just been, you know, when I get a chance to play, I play. If I end up streaming, I, you know, I do end up streaming, but right now I don't have a schedule just because I never know what my day is going to be like. Uh, but there's a couple things I want to talk about today. You know, two of them are pretty short. Uh, you know, we don't know too much about them yet, but obviously everyone knows the big elephant in the room. Everybody wants to hear my opinion on. I know you guys, you were sending me articles and then conspiracy theories and all this other stuff uh, about the Nashville shooting. I'll discuss that here in a little bit. We're going to get to that last so we can get to the, the first, you know, the little short parts. And then I'll talk about that. Uh, big, big news. The I'm, I'm most excited about right now, uh, you know, yeah, I just mentioned that I've only really been playing World of Warcraft and iRacing. I haven't been playing Apex. I ain't been playing, you know, Call of Duty. I haven't, I haven't been playing shooters recently. You know, I just, I'm not, I, I don't enjoy Warzone 2. I got kind of tired of multiplayer Call of Duty, even though I think it's a great multiplayer. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, just, I never have anybody to play with. And then I, I, I grinded the camos for so long that it got kind of stale to me. Uh, when I when I got to like shotguns and all that crap, um, you know we we uh, we haven't really been into a shooter you know for quite some time, and then out of nowhere they they you know give us this teaser for Counter Strike Two. Anyone that does not know me, uh, Counter Strike has got to be probably the backbone of my gaming. Like I, I, I have on just one Steam account. I, I'm gonna tell the story. I'm sorry if you guys have heard it before. On one Steam account, my very first one, I had over, I had easily over five thousand hours. I don't, I don't want to say you know go above that number, but easily over five thousand hours. And then we were messing. This is way, you know, we were teenagers in high school at this time. Uh, I was messing around with a buddy. We were one v oneing. I downloaded some free hacks to mess. Cause my buddy was way better than I was. Then all of a sudden we go into a one v one. I'm just absolutely destroying him. And then you know I revealed to him what I was doing, everything like that. You know, went to grab something to eat, came back. We got into a game. Totally forgot to turn him off. And you know they, you know the other team rushed A. And I killed everybody in less than like half a second. And oh crap, logged out, turned him off, deleted him off my computer. Too late. Damage was done. The whole team reported me, and I got back banned on that account. On the account that I use now, I have over five thousand hours as well. So I easily have over ten thousand hours in Counter Strike. I, I love that game to death. There's never been another game like it. You know, you can try and compare Valorant to it. It's not the same. Uh, Valorant has like special abilities for a character. It's it's a little different. Uh, it's not just straight up gunplay. You got to be good with the abilities and the guns and all this other stuff. But Counter-Strike has always been that competitive game for me. You know, we played semi-pro leagues in there before. We played in many tournaments before. Very competitive. I've met a I've met a lot of people on Counter-Strike. You know, and then when I and then when I see them coming out with uh Counter-Strike 2, I see the previews and all this other stuff. Um 
Uh, it's very exciting for what they're doing. And I, I have their website pulled up. I'm going to read this to you if you guys have already read it yourself. Uh, they are right now doing limited testing. I've been I've been getting back into it a little bit and had a, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, every couple times I've turned it on, it's like you know blast from the past. But their website says, The new era of Counter-Strike begins this summer. Counter-Strike 2 is the largest technical leap forward in Counter-Strike's history, ensuring new features and updates for years to come. All the game's new features will be revealed when it officially launches this summer, uh, but the road to Counter-Strike 2 begins today as limited tests for select CSGO players during this testing period will be evaluating a subset of features to shake out any issues before worldwide re release. Counter-Strike 2 arrives this summer as a free upgrade to CSGO, so build your loadout, hone your skills, and prepare yourself for what's next. Road to uh, Read on to learn more. You know, Number one, the biggest thing everyone's talking about is responsive smokes. Smoke grenades have always been a, a vital, you know, thing when you're pushing a site or when you're trying to hold something. Now they're responsive to where you can shoot through it and make a little hole. If you throw a grenade into it, the smoke will go away for a second so you can see through it. It's it's a huge game changer. See right here it says smoke now has the ability to interact with other gameplay events, creating new opportunities, bullets and and grenades can push smoke to briefly clear sight lines or expand uh, occlusion. Expand to fill spaces naturally. That way, it's not just like a, a regular dome. If you throw it somewhere, like in between, like you throw the wrong spot, it won't smoke everything anymore. You got to be like exactly where you're going. Uh, they're officially finally raising the tick rate. This is why people went to, like me, went to play on ESCA servers or um, Face It servers because you had way smoother servers. Uh, you know, so now you're gonna get in the game. It says tick rate no longer matters for moving, shooting, or throwing. Sub tick tick updates are the harder Counter Strike Two. Previously, the server only evaluated the world in discrete time intervals called ticks. Thanks to Counter-Strike 2's, Counter 2's sub-tick update, architecture servers know the exact instant that motion starts, a shot is fired, or a nade is thrown. As a result, regardless of the tick rate, your moving and shooting will be equally responsive, and your grenades will always land the same way. Um, you know, they based, you know they're showing right here, uh, they're, they're updating a bunch of old maps. Like, if you look at... Um, the overpass map down uh, long A, it looks so good. I mean, it looks absolutely amazing with what they've done to it. Um, you, know, you see some other maps like Nuke and like even Dust Two. Dust Two is one of the one of the oldest maps. It's one of the oldest maps and one of the greatest maps, honestly, ever created. I think it's it's by far one of the greatest maps they ever had. Uh, it looks so clean. Looks really really good. Um, you know, it's. It's exciting. I mean, obviously, they're probably going to come out with uh, updates for new maps. And I think that's personally what... That's, that's one thing that I think Counter-Strike was always a, on the next level for was its maps and how to play them. Like, you, you, okay, we talk about Call of Duty, right? Anyone that's ever played Call of Duty for a certain amount of time realizes that their maps only have three lanes. You have a right lane, go down the middle, or go down the left lane. That's all there is. Counter-Strike always brings it to where there's multiple points of entries into bomb sites. There's multiple points of exits uh, where you can get out. Of, you know, if you hear a team rushing, you can get out. There's so much different stuff that they bring to the maps and the way the game is played versus any other game. Um, uh, the last part, or one of the last parts says your items in a whole new light. So any, anything you have in your CSGO inventory, you can use in Counter-Strike 2. So all your skins still work. Um... There, in addition to supporting legacy models and finishes, all stock weapons have been upgraded with high-resolution models, and some weapon finishes take advantage of these new models. 
Uh, then they have high uh, high def um, uh, effects. Uh, the visual effects are way better. The dead like someone dies, their dead their dead body actually interacts with another dead body. You're basically taking a a 15, 20 year old game and updating the crap out of it to, to what we're used to now. Um, UI enhancements. Uh, they're, they're you know Counter Strike. Oh, you can't play Counter Strike without without a headset. You got to hear footsteps. So now they're they're even re reworking the audio, so it'll be even better than it was before. So I mean that's all we know right now. If you guys go look it up and watch watch the previews and like the trailer videos, it's if you've ever played Counter Strike before, it is so much fun, so much fun. Um, very frustrating though. I can't. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've raged at this game so many times, but I I mean I still love this game to death. Um, people, you know, before you guys ask, how do you get into limited testing? I haven't been able to get into it yet, but it's basically, it says right here, players are selected based on a number of factors deemed important to the Counter-Strike 2 development team, including but not limited to recent playtime on Valve servers, trust factor, and Steam account standing. So basically, they're talking about how many hours you had before the, the testing started. It's not like you just go on there, make a new account, and you're going to get in. It's going to be really hard to get in unless you're a big name streamer or something like that. Um, it's expected to go live in, in summer 2023. Um, other than that, the, you know, uh, there is, uh, not much else to be said at this moment. I was banned in CSGO. Can I use the same Steam account to play Counter-Strike 2? No. Accounts with VAC or game bans in CSGO cannot play Counter-Strike 2. <laughs> Sorry, hackers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it is going to be a great time when that game drops. I can't, I can't wait for it. Uh, the second subject people were asking about, you know, since that's all I can really say about Counter-Strike, I, I mean, I can't really get into it more than that. Uh, Kick. Kick is growing. Yes, it is. Uh, a lot of people have started going over there and checking it out, doing multi-streams. Uh, we just hit affiliate on Kick. I did a couple streams on Kick, and, you know, luckily a lot of people were able to go over there and follow me and, and help out. Um... And it is, it, it's interesting right now. Okay. Kick. I, I think the quality is good. The layout again is kind of like Twitch just in green. It's, it's a little bit, a little bit different, but you know, the, there's that weird follow for follow stuff going around again. People just come in there and say, Hey, I'll follow you. If you follow me, blah, blah, blah. Really hate that stuff, but you know it's a new platform. It's gonna happen. It happened on Mixer. It happened on Trovo. It happened on Facebook. It happens everywhere. That if you know, and anyone that's been around long enough knows, follow for follow does not work. It will not get you anywhere. Um, you just have a bunch of random followers, so there's no point in doing so. Uh, now, if you want to communicate with somebody, and you know, instead of saying follow for follow, you got you know, you, you end up sitting there talking to them and telling them you, you stream too or somebody that comes up. It's a little different, but like going to somebody's chat saying, "Hey, I followed you. Can you follow me back?" You guys will never interact with each other. Everyone's just trying to hit affiliates so you can get subs unlocked. But what's the point of that if you don't have anybody watching you to sub to you? But also with that said, you guys can sub to me on Kick. Uh, now that I have subscriptions enabled, kick.com slash Glock9, G-L-O-C-K-N-9-N-E, shameless plugged. I don't care. Uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. I was watching my buddy on there last night, uh, Mr. Banana West. If you guys, uh, you know, we had him on the podcast before. Banana West, uh, really, really cool person you guys should check out over there he was streaming on there seems like he's enjoying it uh but he was asking me about it and yeah i i think it was I, I you know we were discovering in his chat the reason i'm bringing banana banana west up 
is I didn't know that there was a clipping thing on there until I was watching him stream. He pulled off a cool play and asked about a clip, and I started looking around. There is a clip on there. I don't know exactly where they, where they, where you would store the where they store them uh, to where you can go down and download them yet. But uh, I was able to make a clip for him. Hopefully, he got it. Maybe you guys find that on his TikTok. Um, but yeah, they uh, the the stream quality is good. There doesn't seem to be too much um, delay between. The streamer in the chat, it seemed like it was pretty, you know, I would type something and he would respond pretty quick. Um, you know, you do have subscriber badges. You have, you know, OG badges. You can give people VIP badges just like Twitch. You got, you got access to, um, do you can, you can put like 50 emotes on there without having to unlock anything. The only thing you got to do to get affiliate to enable subscriptions is get 75 followers, which is why everybody's doing uh follow for follow. Then you got, you got to stream a total of five hours, no average viewers or nothing. And then once you hit 75 followers and you have at least five hours streamed, you, um, you will be able to unlock subscriptions. So, uh, I, I would suggest that people don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, I really, I really would suggest that don't, you know, say, Hey, I'm leaving Twitch for, for kick. Just do some multi streams. I, I think multi streaming nowadays, if you're a smaller streamer is the best way to go. You know, expand your horizons. Like I've been streaming to TikTok recently. It's actually been helping my TikTok grow a little bit. You know, it took forever to get to 3,000 followers to unlock it. But we have the access now to stream on TikTok. And that can, you know, cause some real growth. You know, I've been enjoying multi-streaming to Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Tic and now I can do TikTok if I can find my stream key because it's kind of hard to find. Um, you know, yeah. So Twitch, Kick, YouTube, Facebook. TikTok, all that stuff, all at one time. Uh, you, you know, if, if you can capture many different audiences by doing that, you know, the only thing is, I, I feel like that makes people more. If you know you're live on five different platforms and nobody's talking, it's kind of more of a killer than when you just stream to one and nobody's talking. It's like, dude, I'm live all over the place and not one person has said anything. It's like kind of depressing, you know, but that's just the way it is. Um, so yeah, no, you guys should go check out Kick for real. Like, uh, again, don't. You know, don't drop everything to become to go to kick full time. Uh, that's my only advice to everybody. Uh, there's a lot of big name streamers trying to create accounts over there, figure it out because uh, you basically make if someone subs to you, you basically make the whole five dollars. You know, it's right. And but my whole thing is, I'm I'm telling you guys now, I it's not gonna last. There's no way. There's no way that they can make enough money to keep giving all these people a hundred percent revenue pretty much. And I disagree with the 50, 50 split on Twitch, especially with how much money Twitch makes. Uh, but you know, imagine if Twitch were to give everybody a hundred percent payouts, like kick does. They're, they're trying to get you intrigued. Do they get you over there? Get you learning, get you comfortable. And then eventually I I'm telling you, they're going to end up, uh, they're going to end up, uh, you know, yeah, take, not taking that away. That's the word. They end up adjusting it eventually because they got to make money somehow. They they have to. It's it's a platform. It's free right now unless you want to subscribe to somebody, but they got to make money somehow, some way. So they're going to have to adjust that eventually. Maybe an 80-20 split, maybe a 70-30, who knows. But eventually they got to get their money uh, back to them. I don't know how else, you know, how else to put that, but it's just business. But anywho, yeah, follow me on Kick kick.com slash glock nine it's g spelled g-l-o i secured the name g-l-o-c-k-n-9-n-e I, I don't have the zero in there like on twitch secured it as fast as i could because i would love to get all my social medias as that but 
you know, only time will tell how long that takes. But so here we go again. Another day in America. You know, a lot of you guys have been sending me this article. Want to know my opinion on it. I'm going to read you the article about it and I'm going to give my take on it. Uh, obviously, by now you've heard that there was a shooting in Nashville at a Christian school. Uh, three three kids died and three adults died. Um, and I want to kind of sift through some of this. Uh, I'm going to read the story, uh, basically explaining what happened. And then, the, you know, as a parent, this is a sick world that we're living in. And I'm not even just talking about just the shooting and stuff. It's, it's the lack of compassion, the politicizing of everything, uh, the pointing the fingers and the people not using common sense. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just a wicked world that we are living in, in the year 2023 and you're seeing it get worse and worse. And people, you know, again, common sense is out the window. Um, this is an article from, uh, the New York times. It says the Nashville school shooter had a manifesto and maps. Uh, the attacker who fatally shot three children and three staff members at a Nashville school on Monday was identified as a former student at the school who the police said appeared to have written a manifesto about the attack and drawn maps of the campus. I will not repeat the name, but the shooter was killed by, by police officers who responded to the shooting at the Covenant School, a small private Christian school that is attached to a church and serves children from preschool to, th to sixth grade. The Nashville police, John Drake, uh, said the police had found maps of the school that were drawn in detail and which noted the location of the school surveillance cameras, entry points, and other features. He said the police were in touch with the shooter's father and that it is not immediately clear when the assailant had attended the school. The attacker entered the school by shooting through uh, one, of the, one of the doors and was armed with three guns, including an AR-style rifle, an AR-style pistol, and a, and a handgun. Okay, first off, let me stop there for a second. What the... F is an AR style pistol. I keep seeing that. What is an AR style pistol? It, it it doesn't make any sense. An AR style pistol. You talking about a submachine gun? Yeah, one. You know, it looks like that. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm gonna move on for a second. So, including an AR style rifle, an AR style pistol, and a handgun. At least two were purchased legally in the Nashville area, the police said. The assailant was prepared for a confrontation with law enforcement, prepared to do more harm. Um, there was confusion about the gender identity of the assailant in the immediate aftermath of the attack. Officials used, used she and her to refer to the shooter. And Chief Drake said the assailant identifies as transgender. A police spokeswoman said that the shooter had been born female but listed male pronouns on LinkedIn profile, which suggested that the suspect was a transgender man. That profile had been active in recent months, but the user reacted to two posts about other people's career updates. In response to a reporter's question about whether the attacker's gender identity was connecting to the shooting, uh, Chief said, we're investigating all the leads. The attacker was an illustrator and graphic designer who had studied at the Nazi College of art and design according to the former teacher and online portfolio she, quote she just always was kind of a quiet girl but was very serious about her work uh it, you know, said steve lasser uh an instructor at the school who had taught the attacker in design and composition in 2015-2016 mr lusser uh said that he had been stunned by monday's developments it's blown me away he said 
The online portfolio included illustrations related to the businesses around Nashville, including logos and splashy advertisements for a restaurant, a toy store, and a video game company. Beginning last May, the shooter worked as a shopper for a grocery delivery company, according to the LinkedIn profile. Now, another article from uh, the New York Post uh, says, uh, photos, photos obtained by the Post offer an exclusive glimpse into the home where the Nashville school shooter lived and stockpiled guns, including ones that used to kill the three children and three adults. The images show a typical family home with red tools popping up in the front yard, school porches framed on, on, on a mantle, a wind chime with the cascade crosses hanging in a window, and a child's bike propped against the exterior wall. But police said the, the brick Tudor-style Tudor house is where the mass shooter identified as... Oh, I almost said the name. Uh, they hid a cache of seven guns from their parents. Um, she she brought or she brought three of the deadly weapons, two assault rifles and a handgun. See, now there's two assault rifles. Which one is it? Um, she gunned down three nine-year-olds, a school a custodian, a substitute teacher, and a headmistress. Um, and then was killed by the police. They raided the house where where she had lived. So. I can't get a definite answer on this question. Uh, I believe this is a man. This was a man claiming to be a girl. I can't. I can't tell because you know this is where it gets confusing. This is really where it gets. Um, you know, it gets really confusing because you know they're they're trying to brush that part under the rug. Okay of did they identify as male or female um you know we'll get to that in a second hang on so the nashville the nashville mass shooter uh hid her hid her cash of weapons from her parents who didn't want her to want her to own guns due to due to an emotional disorder she was being treated for the 28 year old who was transgender had legally purchased seven guns from various local stores including the three she used in in the attack um hail uh, Sorry, I lost my spot. Uh, her parents told investigators that that they only knew about one of the guns, but believe she sold it some time ago before the massacre that left left six people dead. She was un quote she was under care doctor's care for an emotional disorder. The police chief said without elaborating, adding the cops knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving. Um, the police chief previously said police are looking into whether uh, the gender identity played a role in the slaughter. It's unclear whether. They identified as a man or a woman, but but the cops referring to her with female pronouns. But the shooter used male pronouns, and and I'm not gonna say the name. Uh, her 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 parents felt she should not own weapons. They were under the impression that when she sold the one weapon, that she did not own anymore. As it turned out, she had been hiding several weapons within the house. Um. They they also discovered the man, the manifesto when they raided the house. Uh, they said that the shooter's mom told detectives she'd asked her what was in the red bag she was carrying when she left the house, but her daughter was dismissive. He added that the mom didn't think to look in the bag because she didn't know that she still owned firearms. Um, oh, I see. Okay, hang on. I see what they're talking about. Now that I see the pictures of the guns. So she has an MMP shield pistol, uh, and then she has just a regular uh, grunt a AR style, you know, uh, rifle. the The AR style of pistol is basically it's basically an AR, 
just with a long muzzle on it is what it looks like. Um, I mean, it's not really an AR style pistol. It's more like she she just took the uh, the grip off and put like a pistol grip on it and then changed the the muzzle of it. I see the pictures of it. I can't tell if that's original. Like, seeing the picture of of them, I don't know if that's a girl or a boy. To be honest with you, almost looks like it used to be a boy. I'm gonna say that it used to be a boy, and then identified as a female. That's I, that's what it looks like to me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, but so I want to talk about what what happened. Um, in the timeline of the events. So with the timeline, uh. The shooter's vehicle was seen on surveillance cameras at 9:53 a.m., and then at 9:57 a.m. they ha- she she sent this um they sent they sent this uh this Instagram DM to one of their fr- basketball friends former basketball friends, and they the shooter writes so basically that 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 post I made on here uh, about you that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Um, and then the basketball player responds with their name. You you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps you covered. They responded back. I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you are the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known my my entire life. Um, so they sent that at nine fifty seven a.m. First off, um, I, I have two. I have two issues with that. Number one, you sent the message because yes, you are looking for attention. I get it. If you're in that situation, you want to die and all this stuff, you're going to reach out for attention. If I got that message from somebody, I don't care who who it is. If I got that first initial message. I wouldn't be messaging you back. I'd be calling you right away and, you know, talking to you and distracting you. Not, not just that little simple text back. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, say they did anything wrong. I don't know what they were doing at the time. I don't know if they were, you know, in in school, in a business meeting. I don't know. I'm just saying I would drop what I'm doing. If one of my friends were to send me a text like that, um, not just a little, you know, Oh, don't do that. You have a lot to live for. You're, you know, may God have you covered. Like, no, I'm going to call you like, Hey, what's going on? Talk to me. What's going on? Um, but, uh, so at 10, 10 AM, they are seen in surveillance footage, shooting out the front door and entering the building. Yeah. If you've seen these videos, it's kind of, um, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy seeing these videos. Uh, you, you know, she, she basically walks up, tries to open the door and then shoots out the windows and just ducks down into the glass and gets inside. At 10, 13, Nashville police received the first call of an active shooter inside the school. At 10.21, the first responding officers arrive on campus, law enforcement officials said. At 10.23, the first officers enter the school. According to investigators, police body-worn footage shows officers going room to room looking for the shooter, clearing classrooms, and speeding past at least one body in the hallway. A team of five officers arrived at 10.24 a.m. on the second level and followed the sound of gunfire towards the shooter, according to the police body-worn camera footage. 10.25 a.m., two officers engage the suspect. The suspect is reported down, according to law officials. 10.27 a.m., the suspected shooter is declared dead. So, this is... Now, we talked about Uvalde, what happened in Texas, and how long they were in the school for. This right here shows how... you know, If you saw the body cam footage, it's... Um, 
you know, it, it shows, you know, police officers running towards the sound of gunfire while everybody's running away. You don't really see anybody running away. I'm just giving you an example. And they turn the corner, they see the shooter, and, and they were down immediately. No questions asked. Done. Um, you're talking about 1027 a.m.? Um, they they broke through the school's doors at 10, 10 a.m. They were declared dead at 10, 27. 17 minutes is all it took to, to respond, take them out. That's it. Done. Um, limited the casualties. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's, it's always tragic. But as I've always said, politicians will never let a tragedy go to waste. And the first thing you're hearing is, very first thing you're hearing is guns, 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 guns. And there are so many lies going around and so much virtue signaling. Um, I haven't shared anything on social media. It's just not, I don't really give a crap, uh, you know, about engaging with people on social media about this kind of stuff. It's more or less the fact of seeing celebrities say crap and see other people say stuff. It, that doesn't make any sense. The first one I'm going to point out is one that you're going to see everywhere. Where they started throwing out that uh, guns are the leading cause in deaths for children from the ages of 1 to 18. Uh, they officially surpassed motor vehicle traffic accidents. Um, number one, I'm going to point this out to you. Do you know when this number spiked the most? And, and when motor vehicles went down? 2020. What happened in 2020? You got that right. <laughs> I know someone probably said in their head, uh, we were all on lockdown. Nobody was driving. We isolated children from their friends. We isolated everybody from their family. We, you know, nobody was on the road driving because you couldn't go to work. So yeah, nobody was driving during that year. And yes, the kids became very depressed. And you know, when they, when they talk about, here's the biggest thing. They talk about gun deaths. Suicide counts as a gun death. So because they went with a firearm rather than a knife or hanging or whatever you want to choose for suicide, they chose a gun because, you know, number one, I, and I've said this a million times. I'm a gun owner. I have children. There is no way possible the way I have my, my guns taken care of, my kids can get in and get them. There are people out there, especially in places like, you know, southern, and, you know, southeast, whatever, where they, they will leave their guns in their nightstands with kids in the house, which is absolutely wild to me first off i get it i mean as a gun owner if someone breaks in my house i want really quick access to my guns but at the same time i gotta protect them from my kids uh from getting them and thinking they're toys um you know but yeah there's a lot of places where it's easy access for these kids and if a kid is depressed wants to kill himself knows dad has a gun in his nightstand that's what they're going to go for so that right there is a it's it's a statistic that's technically real but they're not giving you the underlining or reason of why that number has gotten so high. When you're, I'm looking at this graph right here that CNN Health actually shared yesterday. Um, and you, you pay attention. You look at the firearm steadily, you know, you know, down there. Then all of a sudden, about 20, uh, 2017, it kind of starts rising. Then 2020, it skyrockets, and motor vehicles as of 2020 shoots down. Uh, cancer is was third suffocation was fourth and then poisoning is actually going up and down with suffocation uh but the two most popular ones with uh children from the ages of one to 18 is firearms and motor vehicle accidents uh but again you look at it don't take it for face value you dig into why is this number so high 
the suicide rate has skyrocketed, not just in, ki in kids, but also in adults because of everything we've been going through the last three years. You know, now you're talking about, you know, it's, it's only, I'm telling you guys right now, it's, it's going to get worse because not only were they isolated from their friends, you know, there's going to be so many socially awkward children, socially awkward adults who forgot how to talk to people, apparently. Um, and then on top of that, we have inflation right now. People are broke. People ha are losing their jobs. There's layoffs left and right. I mean, you keep hearing about Google, Facebook, Amazon, all these places laying off thousands of people. There's a bunch of people going, you know, because companies are trying to save money. You're going to have more depression coming into the world. And after everything we've been through the last three years, it's just weighing everybody heavy, heavily. And it, it, that number is going to rise. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you guys that right now very unfortunate it's very sad but if you look at it the, again the world is in a very sad place um you know i've talked about this before when we talked about the evaldi shooting i'm going to share this guy with with you guys so the last couple mass shootings we had first off if you guys don't know what you know they said there's been 131 mass shootings in 2023 once again uh a mass shooting is technically like three or more people that's their definition of a mass shooting. So basically, if you have a, a you know, gang rivals going at it in Chicago or Oakland or New Orleans or something like that, if three people die, that's considered a mass shooting. But we don't hear about it because you know because they select what they want to show you. So you know we talk about you know somebody somebody shared this. This is pretty. This is actually pretty wild that they shared this on social media, and you can actually look it up for yourself. Um, I can't say his last name. Louis Uridel. He on he's a former bodybuilder. He's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, he wrote, "It's not the guns. Maybe it's the women or woman pumped up on hormones, confused into being a man that pushes their mental illness into overdrive, causing them to do horrible things like shoot kids in a school." Here's some facts for you that you can look up yourself. The fact is, since 1999, there's been 176 deaths from a mass school shooting. Since 1999, there's been 12,000 deaths from Tylenol. Since 1999, there's been 168,000 deaths from doctors' handwriting mistakes. But it's the guns, right? Nobody talking about the white pills and pens, though. Um, you know, fact. I mean, I was looking this up. It is true. And actually, I, when actually you talk about handwriting mistakes, uh, there's been doctors that, yes, they've accidentally wrote the wrong dosage of a prescription for somebody and then the people were following the doctor's orders and overdosed that is very true they've confused patients and actually accidentally given them the wrong prescription that they, that they end up having an adverse effect to and they end up dying um people do abuse tylenol and drugs like that that can't kill you for example i have um my own personal experience i can't have ibuprofen uh, when about 10 years ago, is a little, I'm going to go on a little rabbit hole real fast to give you guys an example of this. Uh, about 10 years ago, uh, when I was, uh, a little more than 10 years ago, when I was fighting and doing kickboxing, I was always in pain. Um, and I used to take ibuprofen, you know, almost, almost daily. I would pop these things like crazy and you know, I go to the doctor and he'd give me some, I would get like a cortisone shot, you know, in my knee or something like that. Or I would get, uh, he would, he would prescribe me ibuprofen for pain. And then I developed stomach issues that I, you know, I've had to go to the doctor, get so many procedures done. They would always tell me I don't have anything wrong with my stomach. I don't have anything wrong, you know, in my intestines, anything like that. But here I am. I have a, I have a very bad, you know, stomach issue. It, it's, it's really bad. Well, I ended up switching doctors 
And my doctor noticed when I got my car accident about four or five years ago, I was on a reoccurring prescription for 800 milligram ibuprofens of like 100 pills a bottle. And I would pop these things like crazy. It says, take as needed. I'm in pain. My back hurts, whatever. I'm popping ibuprofen. Um, I was not aware or made aware by my doctor that taking too much ibuprofen can actually damage your intestines. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it could cause you know, severe stomach pain, bleeding in your digestive tract. Um, you can even, you can actually overdose from it, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's literally, it's not good for you to take this type of medicine that much. And I was taking it for years. I have not had ibuprofen or Tylenol in about two years. And my, my issues basically went away and they only come back every once in a while. Uh, just because, you know, it, before it was like an every other day thing. Now it's like every two, three weeks at, you know, around there. But, you know, my doctor basically told me that I could have done enough damage that, um, I might have to, it's going to take a while to basically for my body to heal itself. So the Tylenol thing is true. People are in pain. They're in a hurry. They got to go somewhere. They'll pop. Dude, I've seen people pop like eight Tylenols, the, the extra strength ones and with, without even blinking an eye. Uh, but that's just basically how it is now. Um, now, if you go to the common denominator uh, for shootings, like with with uh, the Uvalde shooting, there was uh, that church shooting. Almost any of these, like the news story worthy mass shootings in schools, churches, and stuff like that. There's always a common denominator: antidepressants. They're 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 always on antidepressants. There's always something you know something going on with them mentally, uh, where they're on some kind of medication. And this is another one of those facts. For example, if you want to look at this, and this is actually really true, um, we're in a society, whether you like it or not, I'm going to say it, we're in a society where we are now teaching children uh, to be confused about their gender. We are teaching kids to go on hormones at a very early age because if you have a daughter that's a tomboy, uh, you're basically telling her that she's a boy and should take testosterone and become a boy and transition. Uh, then you have a feminine boy. You're saying, "Oh, you were meant to be a girl. You're not gay. You're not. You know, you're you're you you should cut your penis off and go on estrogen and and all this and mess up your whole your whole body because you think you're this as at, at a very young age. I I mean, this is a hill I'll die on. This is ridiculous. Like it's getting outrageous. You know, with celebrities and politicians and you know all these people basically you know accepting this." We grew up with tomboys. There's always that girl in school that dressed like a boy, you know, wore their hat backwards, baggy jeans, would act like a boy. And now you see them nowadays and they're a beautiful woman who's all into the, you know, who wears, now wears makeup, now wears dresses. Very beautiful, very beautiful. We all have known, you know, this, this person that we went to school with. And on the other side, I knew very feminine dudes. We've always messed around with them. We thought they were gay. No, they're not. They're actually not. They grew actually, you know, I know one of them I, I'm thinking of. We thought he was gay all through high school. He was very feminine. This dude is now masculine, has a wife and kids. Um, dude's like, a, uh, like wants to be a bodybuilder and stuff like that. It was a phase. It was a phase they were going through as a child growing up. But if, if they grew up in this day and age, both the people that I'm thinking of that I grew up with, you would have had everybody in the ear telling them that they need to transition, go on hormones, do this, do that. And, you know, what's the leading cause of death in transgender people? It's suicide. It, it, that's a fact. 
because you know you you know and then you say you're not accepted and all this other stuff you get all these thoughts in your head that they're feeding you on on tv just i literally just watched a clip today of this guy on cnn who's basically saying normally i would say you know we don't need guns i'm, I'm against guns blah, blah 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 but you know who needs guns is transgender people because now they're under attack a transgender just did the attack they just, that, that's who it is. Like everyone's getting mad on Twitter because they're pointing out this is a transgender person that carried out this attack and you're, you've been anti-gun forever, but now, oh no, no, no. Transgenders need to arm themselves because they're, they're becoming a target. When have I seen the last news story of people, you know, literally targeting transgenders in a mass shooting? I must've missed it. The last one that I ever saw, it wasn't transgender. It was that gay bar that got shot up in Florida. Um, but you're now you're saying it's okay. You know, oh, we we sh nobody should own guns but transgender people now. I couldn't believe it. You gotta look it up yourself. But if you want to look at this, the, the common denominator has always been the last few years. It's been antidepressants. Looking back at the last couple of ones, you had the Nashville shooter that just identified as trans. Uh, then you had the Aberdeen shooter who identified as trans. Then you had the Denver shooter that identified as trans. Then you had the Colorado Springs shooter that identified as non-binary. Now we're starting to see a common denominator in transgender. Am I demonizing all transgenders? No, I am not. But I am going to say each one that I just listed for those, those, those four were all on hormones and were on antidepressants because they were not happy with their life. And they were going to therapy and they were having emotional issues. The parents admitted it about the Nashville shooter. They were, you know, they were, you know, under under uh, emotional supervision by, you know, whether it be a therapist, psychologist, whatever you want to call it, um, they were not mentally stable. Am I saying that about all transgender people? No, I'm not saying that. I disagree wholeheartedly with with, with changing your gender. I'm I've said that a million times, but I also have to reiterate. I have to reiterate this every single time. You know, if there's a new listener. I don't hate transgender people. I don't agree with your lifestyle. I don't agree with it whatsoever, but you do you. You do you. Don't try and force it on my kids. You do you. I, I believe that everyone was, was, was born the way they're meant to be born. And again, you could be a feminine dude. You could be a tomboy-like girl, but you're still a girl. You're still a boy. There is no changing it. Uh, you have XX chromosomes and XY chromosomes, period. That's it. You can't change your chromosomes. You can take all the estrogen you want, all the testosterone you want, and ain't going to change your gender. Um, what, what, what are we up to now? Like 196 genders. I, I can't, I can't remember, but, um, but no, you're starting, you know, again, you're starting to see regardless emotional damage people. And that's who's causing these attacks. Now, again, why is it a school? This is where I was talking about common sense earlier. Why is it a school? Why does the common theme have to be a shooter going into a school? Because. Nothing is ever done about it. Did you guys know that schools are gun-free zones? I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but every school in America is a gun-free zone. They obviously don't care about laws. So, well, how are we going to add again? Well, how are we going to add more laws to take this away? You cannot go, no matter what, because of the way this country was, was founded on. Number one, you cannot infringe on the Second Amendment. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a crap. You cannot infringe on the Second Amendment. 
Number two, even if you did, let's let's say let's say Joe Biden went in there, signed an executive order to take away the Second Amendment and take away every single gun from you know law-abiding citizens. Who has the guns, guys? Like, I'm I'm speaking as if I'm speaking to a stupid person right now. If you take all the guns away from law-abiding citizens, who is left with guns? Criminals who don't follow the law. And now it's a feeding frenzy because they don't know that you, they, they know damn right well law-abiding citizens have no way to protect themselves. You know, now you just literally had an open season for all these criminals. It, it cannot be done. There is no possible way that it can be done to ban guns. It, it ain't going to happen. But why are we still allowing schools to be attacked? Why has there not been a mass shooting in an NFL game? Why has there not been a mass shooting in an NBA game? Why has there not been a mass shooting in a soccer game in America? Because they're protected by security with guns. And with how much people hate police officers nowadays, why hasn't somebody lost their crap and gone and attacked the police station? Because there's guns. Because it's being watched. I, now I can't confirm this one, but I was reading earlier. I wish I had the, I wish I had it pulled up right here. But supposedly in their in this shooter in Nashville's manifesto, one of the reasons they chose the school was number one, it was a Christian school, and Christians apparently they used to be a former student there, and they don't agree with trans. Uh, yeah, because the Bible basically says God made you in His in, in a perfect image, and God doesn't make mistakes. But you're saying that He made a mistake with you, you know, your gender. You're basically saying God makes mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. Um. So, number one, the target was a school because of it was a Christian school. And then number two, supposedly, it was because of lack of security. We, we, we keep having this issue with schools, but yet people don't want to have security at their schools. Oh, we don't like the image it has for our kids. Why would you not want your kids protected? I don't give a crap if you have uh, armed police officers walking. We had a, a police officer at my school growing up in high school. And this was before we had two stabbings at our school. We, we, we always had a city police officer at our school walking the grounds all day long. If there was ever an issue at our school, they, they were there. They can call back up immediately, and that was it. You know, they can answer the call right away. You know, okay, they did a great job here in Nashville. 17 minutes from the moment they, they got into the school to the moment they killed, killed, killed the dude. Great job. Fast response. You already have a cop on, on campus. Something goes down, they call for backup, they run towards the gunfire, they stop it, you know, or at least backup's already on its way immediately. But people are saying we don't want that image of having people, uh, cops at schools in America. We, we need to do something. If every town that had a school just took one officer and put them on the campus, I guarantee you that the school shootings would stop. Because they would see an armed security guard, basically, or a police officer, and be like, well, I'm not going to go over there because they're going to be, I'm not going to be able to do what I can do. Number one, just like the, just like they sent that message to a basketball friend, they um, they knew they were going to be on the news. They, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why they do this, too. They want to be on the news. They want to go out in what they think is a, is a blaze of glory because they're on TV, you know, which is why I don't, I don't like saying these people's names and giving them any kind of airplay. Screw them. I don't, you know, you, you don't deserve to have your name read on, on even as small of a podcast as mine, but you keep posting their pictures all over the internet, putting it up in uh, newspapers. We ask, we still have newspapers. 
um, you know, put him on the news and everything. Like, don't even show them any, any, you know, don't even show them any pictures or give the name out. You know, get, don't give them any fame. You know, you know. So it, it's one of those things where you know, once again, something needs to be done. Of course, politicians will not let a tragedy go to waste, and, they, and now they bring up the whole gun control thing and all this other stuff. Think about it. You know, we what's coming up next year? I believe it's next year. We have an election coming up. What's going to be the big talking point again? You know, they're not going to let this go to waste, even though we're we're more than a year away from away from it. it they're going to continue to use these things. Once again, we as you know, it was all over the news: Nashville school shooting, blah 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 blah. And then once you found out the dude or chick, whatever it is, was a transgender, they kind of started, you know, cooling it down, not talking about it as much. Like, oh crap, like that's not the, that's not that's not what we want. For example, I want I want I screenshotted this to share with you guys. Um, Miss Betty Bowers on Twitter looks like a, um, a politician quote. You can't ban guns because bans never work said by Republicans who have banned abortion, contraception books, drag Queens, vaccines, honest history lessons, and talking about LGBTQ people. Let me go through this list for you guys and debunk this entire thing. Number one, Republicans did not ban abortion. They repealed Roe v. Wade, and it's up to the states now. The states now get to choose. We, I'm not going to get in this conversation again. It's up to the states, but it is not banned throughout the entire country by Republicans. Um, contraception. Um, as far as I know, you can still go get Plan B, birth control, condoms, you know, IUD, whatever they're called. Um, they're still all over the place. You can even have them shipped to you. Uh, that's a lie. Books. Yes. This is true. This one's true. Yes, we should be banning books that we talked about on this podcast before that are showing children in elementary schools how to have gay sex and use a strap on. This is actual fact that they found these books in libraries all over the, all over the country. It's not appropriate for children. It is not your place. It is not the school's place to talk to my children about sex, homosexuality, transsexuals, any of that type of stuff without my permission to send them to sex ed. That is my job as a parent, not yours, and you should not be having these books in your libraries. That So, number one, it's not just banning books. It's literally taking them out of the school, especially when it's an elementary school. Drag queens, yes. Number one, drag queens are not banned. Story hour with the stripping drag queens in front of little children Yes, it should not be allowed. I give the example all the time because I got into a big old argument with a buddy of mine about this. Um, how would you feel if I took my eight-year-old son to an all-female strip club and allowed my eight-year-old son to put dollar bills in the thong of a female stripper? You wouldn't want my kids taken away from me. But yet here we are, and there's video evidence of it. I'm not making it up. There's literally five-year-old children standing in front of a drag queen, a dude, basically with nothing on, pretty much, bulging out the side of the thong, because thongs were not made for men, um, and letting these children put dollar bills in his thong, basically in his ass. Um, that is not appropriate. That should not be allowed. I don't give a crap if you're gay, drag, whatever. That is not okay. And I do 100% believe that CPS should be looking into these parents for allowing them to take their kids to these shows. That is ridiculous right there. 
then allowing your children to dance on stage with said drag queens is like me taking my eight-year-old son to a strip club and letting him go on the main stage with the strippers. It's the same thing. Whether you want to do it the drag queen way, the heterosexual way, whatever, it's wrong either way. Um, vaccines are not banned. They did not call for the ban of vaccines. They called they the they called for the stop forcing it on me for the vaccines. You can get it all you want, but you cannot force people to take it and threaten their jobs, threaten their livelihood. It is a choice that you make. It was not banned. Um, honest history lessons. This is one of my, this actually is my favorite one of the entire thing is what honest history do has, I've not heard anyone talk about taking away honest history lessons. Number one, we, yeah, I I think I don't want to say we, but Republicans I know and conservatives have been fighting for true history to be taught because number one, stop trying to erase history because if you erase history, you're bound to repeat it. So we want the full story. We actually want the full story shown and told so we don't repeat it. We're not trying to change history. We want it to be taught the right way. We, we need to teach about Hitler and the evilness of it and how the people of Germany were coerced into thinking Hitler was right and were okay with, these, with, with all these concentration camps and allowing this stuff to happen. We need to learn from that. How did slavery actually start? How can we make sure this doesn't happen again? Especially in a world people don't realize this because they're so close-minded. There is still slavery in the world today. There is slavery in Africa and Egypt and all these other places outside of the U.S. There's still slavery nowadays. Just like, I'm sorry, you know, we all, a lot of us own iPhones and stuff like that. You know they're made by child slave laborers. That's not, that's not a myth. That is a fact that work in sweatshops so we can have these phones. It happens all over the place. Um, but we need to make sure we teach about this history so history doesn't repeat itself. What what people are against is critical race theory. And I can say this because my son is homeschooled. We get a curriculum. We choose what we teach him. I've actually seen the curriculum for critical race theory. And I'm going to break it down for you, summarize it for you. It literally wants me to teach my son. Even though you're you're part Asian because of the melanin, melanin component of your skin and you have a lighter skin color, your life is going, to be, is going to be harder than somebody that has darker skin than you. So you must treat them differently than everybody else so that way they feel more welcomed. You're literally teaching kids to treat somebody different because of their skin color. That is what critical race theory is doing. And you can't sit there. I, I don't even want to hear any argument on that because I literally have the packet sitting somewhere in this room that I'm sitting in right now. I've read through this thing. It is literally one of the most racist things I've ever seen. And that, that should not be taught in school. Yes, slavery should be taught about. Yes, it should be shown why it was wrong and how and why we should never fall into a place where we would think that's okay again. But you're literally teaching first and second graders to look at people differently. And that is how racism is taught. You're literally teaching them to be racist. You're supposed to see people as what they are, human beings. You shouldn't look at someone and say, oh, look, there's a black guy. You should just see a, a guy. Why do you have to put a label on it? Why do you have to notice it? Why you sh- we, we were at a point where you didn't notice it. And now here we are pointing it out to children. And the last part of this tweet is, and talking about LGBTQ people, once again, once again, that's not true. The don't say gay bill. Remember that one? We talked about this, about this on this podcast. Um, 
it is by far the farthest that someone's gone with politics to get absolutely destroyed. Uh, when they said, you know, they kept saying, don't say gay bill. And then we actually look at the bill. There's nothing in there that says anything about gay people whatsoever. This was the one that actually cost um, Disney a lot of money because Disney's main Disney's main focus is children. That's their audience. And they, you know, we all know that they're a democratic company. They always, they've always uh, contributed to democratic um, uh, candidates and stuff like that, policies. And this is finally the one you want to step up and put put your, you know, draw your line in the sand that this is what you want to defend when basically the bill just basically said uh, parents have the right to choose about sex ed and if they want their child learning about, about gay and regular sex. There's nothing in there that says you can't say gay. Basically was banning p- teachers from talking to children behind the parents' back about this kind of stuff, which is how it should be. When the time comes... I will have the conversation with my children about it. My son's eight years old right now. He is nowhere near ready for that conversation, but they wanted to teach him two years ago about this stuff when he was six. If he's not ready at eight, why do you think he's ready at six? You're going to confuse the crap out of him. That is my job as the parent to decide when it is time for him to learn. And that's basically what that bill was. It was basically about teachers need to stop having these conversations with students about this kind of stuff. You you know, you need to stop sharing your sexual orientation. Just like if a gay, I know for a fact I had two gay teachers growing up. It was never discussed. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. It was never discussed. The teacher did not have a gay pride flag flying in the room did not talk to us about his sexual encounters, did not talk to us about anything gay. He taught what he was supposed to teach, which that was my history teacher. He taught us about history. That was it. That's how it should be. You have a subject to teach the kids, you teach the damn kids. Leave everything else out of it because that's up to the parents, period. You know, but, you know, people are using, people are using this entire situation um, for all this gain, like again, for for example, like the whole, I'm gonna find that clip for you. You know what? Let me let me find that clip. You know, give me two seconds, and here you go. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I we can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country, and I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. I'm gonna make an exception here for trans people. They are actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right-wing media ginning up fear against them 24-7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right-wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right-wing lunatics, other people attack trans folks as well. So number one, um, explain. I, w- I would love an example of this. I would love an example of this where, number one, um, I believe during 2020, w- yeah, I talk about this all the time. We had riots in, in in the streets from people. Wait, what side was that again? Wait, wait, wait. There was an inauguration of the bad, bad orange man, and who destroyed the city? Oh wait, that was the other, that was the other side. Um, wait, we just had a shooting in Nashville. Who was targeted? 
oh no, that was a trans person that that made that 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 targeted somebody with guns. So where do you get off? Where does this guy get off saying that trans people are the ones under attack? I have yet to see a drag queen show get shot up. Think hopefully, for God's sake, it doesn't happen. Especially after I, after I talk about this, I have yet to see trans people all over my news feed getting you know, beaten and battered and jumped and all this other stuff. I have not seen this happen. How I would love to see how are they in danger? I, that's why I don't, I really don't understand um, where he's getting at with this whole thing. Uh, why would, why would trans people need to take up arms? Why would, why would they need to get, get guns all of a sudden when, Literally the same day you made that report, a trans person just shot up at Christian school. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's just the hypocrisy is absolutely insane. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, I feel for the families that, that had to deal with this in Nashville, but in closing, all I'm going to say is, I, I, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Yes, there are some gun laws that we can pass. Uh, there are, you know, especially, I'm sorry, if you're under the emotional care and the parents knew that you at least had a gun, um, they're, they're, okay, for example, now someone's going to say they can use this as an excuse to go after people. Um, if you're in therapy or you're under the watch of a doctor for emotional distress and the parent knew that you had a gun at one point, I believe that the room should be swept and, you know, look to make sure that any firearms or anything like that are taken out taken out of the equation you shouldn't be allowed to own them if you have something like this if you you know just like if you're a felon if, if you get caught with assault if you get caught with um some you know any kind of crime a violent crime you are not allowed to own guns if you're emotionally unstable you should not be owning guns period that's just how it is uh people may not like it you know that's one place that i stand on the whole thing i've talked about it many times there are certain excep exceptions to certain people not being allowed to own one. If you were on, if you get placed on antidepressants, you shouldn't be owning a gun. Um, same thing goes again. I'm sorry for hormones, whether it's testosterone or estrogen, you're messing with the chemical reaction of your brain. You're you're, you know, for, dude, I'll, I'll talk about this. Uh, I did a podcast a while ago and many people may not remember it. Uh, a buddy of mine, I've known him for eight years. I worked with him. Great human being. No one knew that he was depressed. He never showed it. You know, he would get upset at work every once in a while, but like the job I used to work, everyone used to get upset, but he never told anybody. Um, and he was, he went to therapy and within the first two meetings, they were pushing pills on him and he was taking these antidepressants. Uh, apparently during the first five or six weeks, supposedly it's supposed to, you know, you're, you're going to go really far, right, really far left. You're going to be one day really pissed off. The next day you're gonna be crying your eyes out. One day you're going to be overly happy. Um, uh, he, he, uh, he, he committed suicide. Um, he, uh, sorry. Um, I was really close with him. Talked to him every day for eight years. Never shared with me for a second that he he was suicidal or anything like that. Um, he had three beautiful children, beautiful wife. Um, money wasn't an issue. He had everything to live for. And he uh, went on these uh, antidepressant pills and decided to have a barbecue, which is not out of the norm. He invited all his family over friends 
stuff like that. Um, you know, mainly family. Uh, waited till everybody was about to leave. All that was left there was his wife, his uh, his best friend, and one of their really close friends. He was having a cigarette and a beer. Put the cigarette out, finished his beer, and told everybody he'd be right back. Everyone assumed he was going inside to use the bathroom. Next thing you know, they heard a gunshot. He went inside and shot himself. Um, and basically that barbecue he threw because it was his last goodbye. And that further, you know, showed me after speaking to his family at his funeral um, and kind of figuring out what exactly happened. Uh, the antidepressants pushed him over the over the top. And he was going, you know. And then when I found out he only went to like two sessions and they started putting him on these pills. Instead of talking out his pro whatever problem he was having or whatever, they immediately thought, let's put him on pills. And then about... Two weeks later, he kills himself. Um, it, it further showed me that how much of a problem this is, and it's uh, it was very tragic. It's still, it, it's you know, you know, there's times I still wish I can text him. It's 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 very sad. So that that honestly touches me in a, in a you know, you know, touches a nerve when people don't take it as seriously as it is. Um, it's it's a problem. It's a huge problem, um, you know. And it's one of the things where if he was if he was putting antidepressants and he had to put you know basically give up his guns and stuff like that, maybe he wouldn't have done what he did, um, you know. Because he you know it's it's crazy because the gun that he used, we were just having a conversation about it about three weeks beforehand. Um, he was telling me he wanted to buy another one. We were talking about it. He liked the gun that he had. Blah blah blah. And then, you know, this happens. I never knew he was on antidepressants. I never noticed a difference at work. I did not notice. Um, I literally, the last thing I said to him was on a Friday, I told him, you know, have a good weekend. Um, you know, maybe I'll stop by over the weekend. If my, you know, my dad has a 73 GTL. The guy was a big classic car lover. And um, I told him that he should be getting his car back on Saturday. Maybe I'll stop by on Sunday with it because he wanted to see it in person again after it's all fixed up. Um, my dad didn't get the car back. Or else I would have showed up on Sunday, the day the day that he had the barbecue. Uh, I I ended up not going over there because he didn't have the car. Um, you know, things could have went very differently. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a problem. I really don't know what else to say about it. But anywho, those are my thoughts. That's where I stand. Oh, the conspiracy theories. Let me talk about this real quick. Oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Supposedly, there's a conspiracy theory going around on the video cameras from the hallways of the school. Uh, the shooter had pumas on their feet as shoes. And then in the video from the body cam footage where they shot and killed her, uh, they had the fire flame uh, old school vans on or something like that. Um, my personal opinion at first glance, again, this is at first glance. I just saw it for briefly for a couple seconds and watched the video or two. I think number one, the cameras in the hallway, it shows like a shine on the shoe that makes it look different um, than on the body camera footage when they're standing above them and you can clearly see the shoe. Um, I think it's kind of, I, I, at this moment, I'm not going to buy into that conspiracy theory, whatever it may be. Um, right now, it, I, that's my opinion. I think it's just the camera angle or the way you're seeing the shoe. Uh, but that's just me. That's that. 
I'm not buying into that one yet. Maybe we'll talk about that later with Daz and Gaming or something like that. But that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe, wherever you guys are at. Make sure you follow me on Kick. Greatly, greatly appreciate it, guys. We're on all major platforms from Spotify to Apple to iHeartRadio and many, many more. Best way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend. And if you're on Spotify or Apple, make sure you guys leave us a fair and honest review. I don't even care if it's one stars. If you hate my opinion, tell me in a review. I don't really care. Um, Yeah, until next time, guys. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.